following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. Massive, fast-moving visitor to our solar system may have been a probe sent by an advanced alien civilization. If you say that the top 10 list of explanations does not include alien probe, what is on that list? It's a comet. Or an asteroid. Or an asteroid, a rock. That's no moon. Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now here are your hosts, paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc, and the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. Is Bigfoot an Oak Canuck? Is that an alien probe or are you just happy to see us? Ronnie's on TV and more monsters in Monsterland. All that and more on this, the season two premiere of Monsterland. Hello, monsters. Hello. How have you been? What you doing? (laughs) How are things? I'm going to do this entire episode as ASMR. Oh, sweet Lord. There are a lot of monsters here. Do you you hear the rustling of the Bigfoot? (laughs) I will not do that, I promise. Uh, I'm Maddie Blake, and with me, of course, author, expert, Ronnie LeBlanc. What's up? How you doing, brother? I'm fantastic. I am so excited. Joined here by our friends at Pod 617, Carrie and David, our wonderful producers. Um, We are at... Flat bread in Brighton, Mass. Live. There's bowling. There's beers. There's pizza. Uh, if you are in the New England area, check out Flat Bread Brighton. Delicious. So, Ronnie, we have so much to catch up on. Season one. That was really creepy. The way you said delicious. By the way. <laughs> Why did you have to make eye contact? Sorry. Right when you said delicious. I'll look away next time. Good lord. <laughs> I'm putting on chapstick when I said that. I'm like, why Wicked did you make slow? eye contact like, with me? Oh, oh. God. All right. Did I say there was beers here? Okay, so listen, everybody shut up. Great <laughs> start. We have so much. First of all, thank you, Monsters, because season one was beyond our wildest dreams. Awesome. We did, what, seven episodes. We filmed them. Thanks, Reverend Ian at Media Boss. Yeah. We filmed them. We put them on uh, YouTube or whatever. And, uh, but this was originally an audio podcast. That was, right. that was our vision for this. So we're going to bang these out every week. We're going to build a lot of content in this space, uh, and the response has been overwhelming. And look, to be honest, Ronnie and I started this just as a passion project. We just figured it'd be me and him right. in one of our basements with our uh, victims. Out. I mean, yeah. uh, with our uh, <laughs> the microphones, and just talking about paranormal stuff. And of course, it's as things that are meant to be often happen. It's just exploded, and everyone's all into it, and we're going to do it. So, yes. thank you for the support. Um, this season is going to be great. I think sometimes the model in season one, we had a lot of guests. I don't know. We have no guests tonight. We might move forward. I have a couple people lined up. It's going to be pretty. Lynn yeah. Buchanan that used to start had the whole remote viewing program, so he's slated to come on. So we'll, Love it. It's going to be great. Well, tonight we have a guest of sorts because with all the creepy things and, and possibly paranormal things that have happened in and around the Oak Island story. And as you know, for those of you that might listen to this podcast, those of you who just joined us in the season two premiere, I host a show called Drilling Down, which is a companion show to the Curse of Oak Island on History Channel, which as we record this will be on tonight 
uh, in Canada. At 8 o'clock. Uh, no, tonight uh, we'll be on the History Channel. Oh, okay. Uh, 8 o'clock. And then the main show will come on at 9, awesome. two-hour season premiere. But, but, but in tonight's episode, we actually do have a guest of sorts because I interviewed a crew member from the Curse of Oak Island who had a ex- uh, Bigfoot encounter. Awesome. What he believes to be a Bigfoot encounter. And this all happened organically. I didn't set out. I was just... Wasn't provoked? Not at he all. He just comes forward and says He just that. mentioned to me. He's like, oh, I know you're into that stuff. Uh, I, I saw Bigfoot on the way into work. I'm like, what? So we'll, we'll get into that in just a few minutes. I have audio right. of him actually telling his account. So Excellent. it's kind of breaking uh, breaking news in the Oak Island world. Uh, Bigfoot's probably on Oak Island. No, no. <laughs> not on Oak Island. Happened right outside, uh, which, by the way, is a forest playground. It, it is miles and miles and miles. As a matter of fact, right near where Oak Island is is where we get all our Christmas trees oh, in sure. America down in the northeast from, from this part of Canada. It's like the Christmas tree you capital. know, capital of the world. You know, it's just you drive through these things. So it's just my, it's very squatchy territory, potentially. Excellent. So uh, let's start, though, with an announcement from our own Ronnie LeBlanc. Oh, boy. Author, researcher, <laughs> expert in all things paranormal. Ronnie, since we've been on hiatus, something really cool has happened to you. Yeah. And I think it's going to help. I don't think. I know it's going to help this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So why don't you... Announce what it is. And you know what I just realized? All right, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, <laughs> well, from your friends I brought my Prometheus, drum. I brought my little drum. <laughs> your friends at Prometheus have a new show coming out called Monster Mysteries. Yes. And uh, they were, uh, Travel Channel asked them to put something together. So yep. we want to do an Ancient Aliens type show, but we don't want it to be about UFOs. We want it to be about monsters and that right. stuff. And because of, of this and you, that they reached out and wanted me to be a part of it and uh, filmed a couple episodes. Oh! And I'm flying to LA next week to do some more, so I'm excited. Our very own Ronnie LeBlanc will be on the Travel Channel, this new monster show we can't wait or new as this is recorded. You could yeah. be listening to it in five years until I remember that show. Right, coming up. That's in what's January. weird about podcasting. Yeah. You never know when people are going to. They say to keep it evergreen, David. Keep it evergreen <laughs> so that whenever people listen to it, uh, it's, more of a, it's more of an off evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, congratulations, Ronnie. Thank you, brother. And they couldn't have made a better choice oh, other than not using you and using me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the... the uh... <laughs> they could have put us in a tandem. For... No, Absolutely. no, no. No, I wouldn't. You, you're the man on that. I got my own show. So, listen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't need your show. I have my own. <laughs> Let's get into the meat of this episode. Yes. I really wish I could rephrase that differently. Let's get into uh, what we... All right. So, okay. So, there uh, I am. Is there any other news we, we have to catch up on? Is there any other news? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh, my God. We had a season two launch party. Which was off okay. the hook. So, no matter where you are in the world... Uh, in New England right now, particularly Massachusetts, USA, where we are, uh, there are a bunch of breweries popping up, brew rooms and brew houses. Oh, the, yeah. They're making these really nice IPAs. It's, uh, Massachusetts is kicking ass. And one of the great ones is Wachusett Brewery. Yeah. And Wachusett Brewery happens to be right on the edge of Monsterland. They're right there outside of uh, Lemister State Forest. Right. And it's the... And it's the one of the areas that Betty Andreessen had encounters. It ties Bingo. all in. Yeah. 
bingo, which we're going to do an episode on that abduction, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. Coming up later. But uh, we had a launch, season two launch party. 1,200 of our best friends <laughs> showed up at this thing. They had a Monsterland cider to drink. And, of course, our own Michael Devon. Flew out in Flew out. Here, here, oh, good job, Dave. Here he is live. This is Michael doing our theme song live in front of 1,200 people. Check out how hard this band rocked. Listen to this. Now, what other podcast do you know rocks that hard? So good. Well, there's probably a bunch of rock and roll podcasts <laughs> that rock really, really hard, too. But that was ours. But and we were, the, the boys from the Caverns. The Caverns were his uh, backing band there, three-piece young guys. They just Great melted guys. everyone's faces. Yep. I mean, if you heard that at full volume, you would have got it. Oh. But what a magical night. And again, we were blown away by the support. Um, so this thing is growing and growing and growing. We might actually release that episode because we actually interviewed some people on stage that night right. in front of those 1200 people um and we got some actual paranormal stories so we might release that episode as a bonus episode possibly maybe over thanksgiving or something like that i think that makes sense yeah. well we'll see yeah. uh we're not quite sure about the audio quality because again it was in front of 1200 people and it was a it was open insane. bar and it was crazy or an open area bar right and um it, it devolved at one point and someone came up on stage who Said he had a story and then just started screaming Monster Land. And yeah, it got weird. But awesome in all the best ways. So um, that was a magic night. So thank you to all who attended. And we will have more live events and we'll be out in the community much more. Um, but let's get to the Bigfoot thing. Yes. Can't wait to so, hear this. So uh, there I am doing my gig, the Drilling Down show. I'm filming. I go a, a few times a year and I spend a lot of time. I embed in Oak Island for like 9, 10, 11 days at a time. And I get the intel of what's happening. I do the interviews and all that. And I work very, that's been four years of this. So I've gotten to know the crew really good. It's, it's the closest to being in the military in a way that I, and some guys are in the crew are ex-military, but uh, closest I've been to being in the military because it's like, it's, it's hard work. You know, there's no uh, luxury trailers on Oak Island, if right. you know what I'm saying. And we go from early in the morning to late at night. Everyone's got their job. Everyone's got their mission, mm -hmm. and we pound these things out, and, and it's like a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and I become really close to some they of these people. They trust you. They oh, trust yeah, you. they trust me, and I trust them. And, and I'm not even talking about the, the necessarily the cast, although I've become very close with them, too, but the crew, the people mm -hmm. who make the show, the behind-the-scenes, the cameramen, the sound men, all those guys, the production people. We're like brothers and sisters, and I really felt it this last trip more than ever. And I took a selfie. I'm going to show it to you. And we might, uh, I might post this at some point, but I just want to show Ronnie oh, for reference here. I took a selfie of us at the, on the last shoot day of all of us kind of leaning in together in the trailer. And you see the love in that group? Oh, it's awesome. You know what I mean? You can just see it. Carrie, Absolutely. look at that picture. And, and just the, you know, the, the, the camaraderie. And so I'm, uh, the reason I'm prefacing this so much is to let you know how well we get to know each other. And, and so one of the guys on the crew, his name's AJ. Mm-hmm. And like I said, four years working with someone, long hours, you get to know him a little bit. Now, AJ is funny and fun and awesome, but definitely not a person who would be a BSer, if you follow me. Fabricate. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And I think, in fact, he makes fun of me a little bit for this type of stuff <laughs> from here, you know, here and there. But one day, out of the blue, he just goes, oh, yeah, Maddie, you're into this stuff. Uh, 
I don't know what I saw. I'm like, what do you mean? Now, were you alone with him, just chatting? Uh, no, it was like middle of the day, around. everyone's around, and somehow the my paranormal, someone asked me a question about the paranormal. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. We did a, a paranormal special. A paranormal special. <laughs> Can I have another beer? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we did a paranormal special. It was great. So uh, we did the special, and... In that, of course, everyone's asking me questions about the paranormal. You know, you know better yeah. than I do. Like everyone starts, well, what about this? And what do you think, do you this, think this is? This? And yeah. so I'm, you know, doing my whole rap that I do. Scuddy doo, scuddy doo, scuddy doo. You know, I did a little soft shoe, little, little, threw a little sand in the ground, did a little tap. <laughs> you see Roswell <laughs> happened in the '40s. Ever since then, we, I really mean it. <laughs> we hate. To see <laughs> ya go. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Seriously, like what just happened? <laughs> All right, so listen. So I'm doing my scat thing. And uh, AJ goes, oh, yeah, you're into this stuff. And I go, yeah, he goes, oh, you tell me what I saw then. I go, what do you mean? I just saw the look in his face, and he kind of like, I could tell he, he was, you know, really serious, put it that way. Yeah. So I go, what do you mean? He goes, I saw something, man. It wasn't a bear, and it wasn't a deer. And I go, when? He goes, uh, the other morning, driving to the island. The other morning. So this was fresh. This is not like something uh, yeah, from five, yeah. ten years well, ago. Well, so then I'm like, what are you talking about? And then work, 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 work. Yeah. I never got to catch up with him about it. Oh, man. But as I was leaving for that trip, this is... The last one, so a month ago or so. Yeah. I said, when I come back, I'm talking to you about this. So I went back recently, and we literally were working all day and all evening. We're doing these new interviews that the, that the network ordered. and It was a lot of work. And finally, I just saw him. I go, AJ, come here. And I grabbed my phone, and I stuck it in his face. So what you're about to hear oh, this is, great. is on Oak Island, just me and AJ, literally in between takes. I'm so glad you got this. On audio. Yeah, man. Like, that's great. So this is a guy who works on Oak Island and his experience. Now, remember, important to keep in mind, this is him driving to the island, not on Oak Island itself, but driving the 10 or 12 miles he had to drive to get to Oak Island okay. through a very heavy Canadian wooded area. And like you're talking about the Christmas trees. and the, Correct. Yep. So he's on a thin two-lane highway okay. just through on, left, on the left and right of him is... Literally miles of forest. And this is daytime? This is very early morning. Okay. So I'll let AJ tell the story. Here we go. This is uh, from my phone. Is there a Bigfoot in and around Oak Island? I'm here with a crew member from the show who had a sighting. Uh, now, when, when did this happen? Did you, I imagine you don't want me to use your name. Uh, are we talking about the Bigfoot sighting? For my podcast, yeah. Bigfoot sighting? Yeah. Okay, now you can use my name. All right, so this is AJ. Yep. AJ works on the show. And um, we, you know, I'm always thinking and talking a lot about paranormal stuff in and around Oak Island, but this I did not expect. Um, so you are, set the scene, you're driving to work one day. Okay, so I'd say 5 in the morning, light, light rain, but heavy, heavy, thick mist. I would say visibility is under 100 feet driving on the 103 to Oak Island, and not a single car on the road. Okay, so right there, uh, I think that's a key thing, because he's, you know, if you're making up a story, which, again, he, he, I just, you're just going to have to trust me, monsters. Right. This guy's not that guy. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, if you're playing the skeptic, the detail in this story is compelling. And also, if I'm going to say I saw Bigfoot, I'd be like, oh, visibility was totally clear, because you know people are going to come back and say, 
well, the visibility wasn't clear, so you don't know what you saw. So I'd be like, oh, I saw it. It was clear, if you're right. making it up. Yeah. So it's like little things like that in this story. Mm -hmm. If you're an expert in taking these type of interviews, you can you can hear. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Danny. Hey, heavy, heavy, thick mist. I would say visibility is under 100 feet, driving on the 103 to Oak Island. And not a single car on the road, but my headlights hit something that I thought was originally a deer, but as I got closer, it was standing vertically. Whoa. And, all right, so you admit that this visibility wasn't great, but did you have good eyes on whatever this was? I mean, it was completely silhouetted, but what it was was not a deer. It was clearly standing on two feet, and it was right in the middle of the freeway. All right, and we got to say that although Oak Island is an island, the um, highways around it are great as Bigfoot people say, squatchy territory. It's miles and miles and miles of dense forest. Yeah, yeah, this is out in the middle of nowhere. We're talking miles between two exits sort of situation. All right, so you see this thing, and what went through your mind? Did you, what went through your mind? Did you think of anything like Bigfoot at, at that point, or were you just kind of processing, was it a bear? So I was probably going, normally the speed limit's 100 kilometers an hour. I would say I was going 70 kilometers an hour. And the first thing I did, even though you're not supposed to, is I hit my brakes. Because at first I thought it was a deer. And as I got closer, I noticed it was standing vertically. But in your mindset, deers travel in three is kind of the rule. So I saw one, I didn't see the other, so I wanted to slow down. And as I got closer is when I noticed it was clearly on two feet. And then I immediately went to bear, but the way it was walking would not be a bear because bears don't really walk on two feet. They go on all four when they walk. And this was clearly walking on two feet. Mm. Holy shit. And what, uh, what time of day did you say? <laughs> Five in the morning, early, early morning. Any perspective or any way to kind of guess how big or tall it was? It was definitely taller than my car. I drive a Jeep, so we're talking over six foot four, I would say, is the top of my Jeep. So it was definitely taller than that for Whoa. sure. And, you know, really good investigators in this type of thing are never supposed to ask leading questions. But <laughs> fuck that. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, and we know each other, AJ. Did you have any sort of... A lot of people who see things like this report having a strange feeling or a weird feeling. Anything like that? I didn't have any strange feelings. But the one thing that I immediately noticed as I got closer and closer was it wasn't standing completely vertically. A bear would stand up completely vertically and then pop back down to all four legs kind of situation. Yeah. And, and this, this, this sucker stood up and then it kind of had a hunch as it went off into the woods. And then I lost all visibility. All right. I might have to have you on again to talk about this. This is awesome. Thank you, AJ. Wow, AJ's now going uh, back to do his work for the Curse of Oak Island, but that is a real story of a crew member here. And, uh, you know, that's a Bigfoot sighting, man. Uh, you know, it might not be a Bigfoot, who knows, but this this is a guy who I've known for almost five years now completely um, doesn't really give much credence to that kind of stuff, you know, the paranormal stuff. And, and when he told me that day, because he knows I'm into this, and he said, Maddie, I saw something this morning, um... Man, I knew I knew it had some some weight to it. Anyway, more on this later. So what you heard there wow. too is kind of cool. He actually got called off to shoot yeah. a scene, so yeah. it was kind of I was rushing, you know. Well, but it's, uh, it's reminiscent, right? What do you away, think when you hear that? Ron? Right away when he's when he starts talking towards the tail end about it not being completely vertical, but being kind of hunched. We go back to our boy Tom from season one, seeing the Bigfoot that he described as a hunchback chimpanzee. Wow. And so that was the instant thing that I, I thought of. But also the time. 
five in the morning, a lot of the Sasquatch sightings are between three and five, three and 5.30, because they know we're sleeping during that time so they can be out and about. Wow. Tom had his sighting at 4.30 in the morning. Wow. After having, you know, he couldn't sleep, but he was also, and we'll, I have an update on him after as well, which will blow your freaking mind. All right, because, Tom, Tom yeah. was the name we used for the person who lives in and around Monsterland who last season and season one had experiences, and there's updates UFOs to that. Okay. And, yep, and Bigfoot. So right away, um, one, I look at, you already know this guy. This yeah. is not someone that just comes out of the woodwork and says, hey, I had a sighting. You had five years of getting to know him, and then he feels he can tell the story. Yep. Um, what were, you must have been just blown away to hear this. Well, I mean, you've, you've heard more of these things than I have heard. So when you hear that, I'm, I'm looking at your face and you're nodding. And, you know, there's I can tell there are keys in yeah. his tail that you are checking off your your Ronnie LeBlanc uh, Bigfoot checklist. Like, yeah. yep, that's that's right. That's right. That's right. That's common. That's common. That's common. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you put him as a credible. That's a credible Absolutely. tale right there. Absolutely. And we only got it. A brief, like I said, a, a you can hear, bit. you know, the guy's an intelligent guy. You yeah, can, he's he's very well spoken. Yes, and you can still sense that conviction. But I find it amazing that you were, you know, this happened while you guys are on the island, or he's on his way over there, and and this, this all ties in. So, man. dude, here's here's what we have in and around that island. We have, you know, <laughs> tales of things of curses. We have, uh, you know, Dan Blankenship who found sites by dowsing, and then we're right. finding human bone. He always felt like he saw a, a body down there and a hand, and he thought he saw a chain with a, a someone chained down there to a post, which he believed they did. And then, oh, well, those are stories. Well, now we're pulling up human bones on the show. Uh, and then you have his son saying he saw a ball of fire, quote-unquote. Right. Uh, people Orange seeing, orb. Uh, or, uh, people seeing black masses. And now a, a, a Bigfoot sighting around the near the island. I mean... And it has all the earmarks dude, of... What is, you know, you talk about these hot spots that, that we, we... This whole show is built around a hot spot. Right. We, we are... Monsterland is a real place with all these things. Now, you can believe they're not real, but it's a real place with people claiming these things. Yeah. So you say then, is it some sort of hot spot? Is it some sort of uh, portal? Yeah. And it seems to me like Oak Island it is one of those, those places. elements. Right? Absolutely. And it's right above us, mm-hmm. a little to the right, <laughs> mm-hmm. and north. It'd be interesting to see it. Actually, we should look at a map and see if there's one. Well, anyway. the ley lines and stuff. The, exactly, ley yeah. lines. We yeah. could do Monsterland right through Oak Island and see, yeah. if, there's, see if it's anything else. Interesting. Ooh. All right, we'll come back I'll with that in episode that three. So um, there you go. Credible, credible report from a credible witness. Um, and also, I think... People know, I'm sorry, but I'm so sick of people. Okay, there's two ways you can be and both ways are wrong in these type of things. Mm -hmm. One way is the people just saying the same old thing like it was a bear, it was a misidentification, it was a group of deer, it was a guy on the highway. I'm sorry, people freaking know what a bear looks like. Right. I don't care if it's in the mist. I don't care if it's in the morning. You know what a bear looks like, right. and you know what a deer looks like. And so, and this guy spent a lot of time in that area, and he yeah. knows what they look like. People make those statements like insulting your intelligence. Yeah. Like, I don't know this. Like, yeah. come on. He knew, and, yeah. and so when he sees something that looks queer, quote-unquote, you know, like yeah. weird, it's going to stick out. And, and the, the, the hunch and everything fits. And then the other way you can be that's bad on these things is like I always think I – I always laughed when I watched – and our good friend Cliff and Bobo, they're wonderful people oh, yeah. on the show Finding Bigfoot. But there was always, uh, what was his name, Moneymaker? Um, oh, Matt. Yeah. Matt Moneymaker. There's always a scene, <laughs> literally like a 14-second recap of a guy seeing a big, Bigfoot. And, and they'd show like a little clip of the interview, and they'd be like, 
Well, I was uh, coming out of the woods, and I saw a figure walk by, and it looked really big. And then cut to Moneymaker and be like, definitely a Squatch. I'm like, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely saw a Squatch. I'm like, so we don't want to be like that either. Right. But I think this is a very, these type of things really are compelling to me. Absolutely. And I find it interesting, too, that, you know, what they say with a lot of Bigfoot sightings, you're supposed to see them. They're showing themselves to you. And the fact that this thing, he's the only one, only one on the road, and this thing's in the middle of the road for him yeah. to see is, yeah. is a pretty interesting thing. Let me take a minute to talk about the Boston Podcast Network with Ronnie here. Uh, just a few years ago, Ronnie, podcasting was on the fringe of the media world. We all know that. Mm. Now, there are more than half a million active podcasts. We're on the verge of an information revolution. Uh, working with pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network allows you and your business to be part of it. Pod 617 can produce your show soup to nuts with their professional producers like Kerry here, David in the back, yes. Ian the man at Media Boss, dynamic on-air hosts like us, mm -hmm. radio quality equipment that you can see right here. They produce my show and I couldn't be happier. Right, Ronnie? Oh, the best. These people are the best. Working with the Boston Podcast Network means becoming part of a community, allowing you to share in our success as you become part of a professionally marketed platform. Contact Pod 617 to start planning. In the meantime, listen, learn, and binge. Whether you're into music, sports, comedy, business, politics, or the unexplained you'll find something here for you. Visit pod617.com in Pod We Trust. Uh, let's move on, Ronald, to mm -hmm. something that's in the news right now. Yeah. Amua uh, Amua. Amua Amua. Now, this is a large item object from another, <laughs> somewhere very far away. It's, it's the first... Interstellar object ever spotted in our solar system. So it so comes come flying by. There it is. System. We have a picture of it there. Uh, looks like a giant turd with these pictures. It kind of does. Show, right? It kind of does. The artist recreate rendering looks like, <laughs> like a, 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 a giant big dookie. Turd. Yeah, uh, it does. It looks like one of those um, uh, chocolate crawlers you get at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but this thing comes by Donuts. flying through us, uh, our solar system at a high rate of speed. It does some anomalous things. A guy names it, dubs it a muamua, which means? Yes, it means messenger or scout. And this was first spotted last October in 2017. And uh, University of Hawaii uh, astrophysicists had located this. And it's just behaving not like anything we've ever seen before. So uh, it's been in the news. Is this... What is this thing, basically? I mean, is it a spacecraft? Is it just a rock? Is it an asteroid? What, what, what is it? And so we have some sound here from the news. Um, what's our first clip, Ron? So first clip is basically describing what this thing kind of looks like. Okay. When Oumuamua was discovered last October, it was tumbling past the sun at 196,000 miles per hour. Mm. To some, the reddish object looked like a cigar. Others thought it was shaped like a pancake. Okay. Delicious. <laughs> Other than comparing it to a breakfast pastry, um, it's huge, it's moving fast, and it, and it has that basic shape. Right. But then people start to try to figure out what this thing possibly could be, and this is where it gets interesting. Mm. Uh, two Harvard scientists, right? One guy's right. a doctor, one guy's a head of the Harvard... So one of them is a postdoctorate, and they're at the uh, Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysicists. Okay. Um, 
and the other one is actually a professor and the director of the center. Okay. That both believe that this is some kind of of scout or um, alien civilization that they've sent out here to scope us out. All right, hit it, David. There seems to be an extra force that is pushing it, and it's not clear what this push is uh, from. In an upcoming paper, he and a colleague offer what they call a more exotic scenario. Oumuamua may be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth vicinity by an alien civilization. Okay, do you see what's happened since we started doing this podcast? All this shit. All is this coming. stuff is slowly. Like, I, I, I'm sound like a broken record. Like episode two or one in this podcast. I'm like, we're just getting these things yeah. fed to us slowly. Yep. So David, our producer, was saying he's watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm, uh, kind of just to get into the parano- uh, the Monsterland space. It happened to be on Netflix or whatever. And um, and we were talking to him about how we know it's been documented from the 50s that CIA operatives or government officials, secret covert guys, were feeding Hollywood types, writers and directors, Absolutely. with UFO information. Here's how it happens, here's how it'll go down. And, and my guess is, so that when we find out the truth in a generation or two, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, or maybe 10 or maybe five, I don't know, mm-hmm. but when we find out all this stuff has been drilled into our collective subconscious, so that when we do, for example, I'll give you a tangible example, using yeah. uh, his movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. When we do, and I'm not saying this is how it is, but I'm just giving an example. When we do use tones and music to communicate with something like this that's in the news that fucking Harvard people are saying is Mm -hmm. from aliens, when we do communicate in that way, we as a people won't be so like, what? Right. We've seen it before. We don't know where, but it makes sense to us, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I feel like that's what's Spoon feeding it to us. So now you have, dude. Five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if you had two Harvard scientists saying this thing could be an alien probe, they would be out of Harvard so fast, and it certainly wouldn't be covered in the news. No. They wouldn't let that that out, but now people are taking this stuff more seriously. Absolutely. So I think this is stunning. Uh, What's the next clip? So what's interesting is the next clip is talking about um, what this could possibly be. And one of the theories is that it's a light sail. So think of a sail ship okay. using the sail for wind. Okay. Similar concept in space. And they have a, we've actually created uh, some of these type of light sails ourselves to help propel ships that we've created. And one of them is the Icarus Project as well as the Starshot Initiative. So you okay. can look those up. So, they, so if this is what they think it might be, we have seen stuff like this before that we've probably reverse engineered. <laughs> Correct. Or, and, and, and so this could be a part of a, a craft that was broken off, or this could be something a little bit more. Um, but what's weird is, did you hear that doctor, Dr. Don Juan DeMarco, whoever he was? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, uh, what he, was that character who falls in love with all the girls? Uh, the girls fall in love with him. Who's that character, David? Uh, uh, the Lothario, the Spanish Lothario. Oh, it doesn't mean I don't Pe- want to mark Pepe Le Pew? <laughs> yes, nailed it. <laughs> well, did you hear that sexy doctor? He's like, uh, there is something. Uh, pre- Can you play that again? Can you play clip three again? Something is I think we skipped over that part. There Listen. seemed to be an extra force that is pushing it. Mm-hmm. And did you hear that? What this push is, Besides being uh, unbelievably turned on. <laughs> he and a colleague offer what they call. By Dr. DeMarco. There's something. There's some kind of a propulsion system that they're extra seeing. pushing it. This isn't just it's like flying across space. It's flying across space and then moving quicker here's, and then flying the, and then moving quicker. The again. crazy thing is it actually came in above 
our solar system and into the solar system, and now it's kind of exiting, going back up. Like it's purposely coming in for us to see. And the and the crazy thing is that it's there's they're saying that the reason why they're calling it a light sail is it's less than a millimeter thick, but 800 meters long, which is about a half a frickin' mile. Well, it is not the size, Ronnie. <laughs> that uh, the thickness does this, not matter. Uh, it's the more pushing. Something seems to be propelling it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the next clip uh, is is where we, we where have we seen this before? Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hit it, David. According to their calculations, Oumuamua is less than a millimeter thin, but very wide like a sail, harnessing solar radiation to propel itself, similar to the spacecraft used by Count Dooku in the Star Wars okay. films. What? Why do they go there? Why do they go to Star they, they that Wars? That was a great report, and then they got to bring up Count Dooku in Star Wars. <laughs> Count Dooku. All right, so, but we probably have that technology. We've probably made that before. Uh, probably reverse engineered from something like this, but we can't admit that. Right. And then, again, that's another tie-in to Hollywood. And if this stuff is, if, if this is what we say it is, it's reverse engineered or we have stuff like this, oh, my gosh, it happens to be in a Star Wars movie. How did that happen? Here's, here's my Count conspiracy thing with this. All right, so the, the guy that originally discovered this a year ago is a Canadian physicist and astronomer by the name of Robert Work. Okay. Or Werick, right? Okay. And um, <clears throat> he's the one that basically gave it its name as the uh, Amuamua um, messenger and everything else. And he just came out today because of this these two Harvard uh, scientists that have come out and talked about this. It's got back in the news. He's come out of the woodwork and said it's not an alien spacecraft, you know. Oh, but, they got to him. But the fact they that got they, he's naming it a messenger or a scout initially is very interesting to me. I feel like he's almost backpedaling now. 100%. So his initial reaction is to name it something that means messenger from another place, basically. Right. Because he's working at the University of Hawaii. He's Canadian. He's working at the University of Hawaii. So he uses a Hawaiian word to mean this is a messenger, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then it goes in the news and some Harvard guys actually go, yeah, this could be an alien. And now he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. So one of two things happened. One of three things has happened. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing to the name he gave it. It's just a coincidence, and, he and it's an asteroid and whatever. Number two is they got to him, whoever they is, and said, hey, you need to backpedal right. off this because this is actually, we know what this is, and Tom DeLonge, and it's evil, and blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right. Or three... Uh, he doesn't want his name associated with this thing now because he's now thinking he's going to be embarrassed because, holy shit, I named it, and now right. they're really talking about it in a real way. Yeah. Like, right? It was almost like a publicist move, like, we got to get you on Fox News to, yeah, to, to, right. to debunk this to, whole... Because this. this is getting... It's growing... Just today that broke. Yeah. All right, well, not everyone agrees with us that this potentially could be an alien craft. Uh, I think our last clip is someone that wants to be a party pooper. Jackie it's a comet or an asteroid or rock. Oumuamua, as it stands, is a phenomenal discovery and a really important object for astronomers to study and for the public to get excited about. It's okay that it's not alien. That was Dr. Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was her name? Her real name? Uh, Jackie, Jackie Flaherty, Flaherty or something like that? Yeah. Irish. Well, here's what I don't understand. Everything's going your way, and along comes Debbie Downer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's fun at a party.
Hey, look, a UFO. Um, that is not a UFO. It's a comet or an asteroid or a rock. First of all, how does she know? Right. That's what bothers me. It's not so much that she's a scientist who wants to be seen as rational mind and she doesn't want us getting all carried away with UFO stuff. Fine. I get it. But don't say you know what it is. Right. Don't. It's gone. Right? It's already yeah. flown away. Yeah. So how does she know what it is? She doesn't know it's not that. Right? Absolutely. So she's basically saying us, the idea that it's UFO is exciting, but we all know it's an asteroid. We don't know that. <laughs> it's a comet or an asteroid. You're a comet it's or an comet. asteroid. It's an asteroid. Never have her at one of my Monsterland oh parties. Oh, my God. Actually, we can have her on in debate. I think she's local, too. Let's do it. God, I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to do the second half of this ASMR, okay? I'm going to do the whole second half of the podcast in ASMR. We respect you, doctor. Me too. Yes. All right, so I'm just saying, keeping an open mind works both ways. Yeah. Right? It's not just our responsibility as believers to have an open mind. It's the scientist's responsibility to have a little bit of open mind. Now, what she should have said is, this is all fun, it's all exciting, and, I'm, and I know they went to, they're Harvard doctors, and that's very impressive. The likelihood is that it's probably an asteroid, so we need to do more testing and more research, something right. like that. But right. she's basically, play that again, Dave. She's very... She's very certain that she knows yes. exactly what this uh, thing is, what which bothers this. me. It's a comet or an asteroid or a rock. Oumuamua, as it stands, is a phenomenal discovery and a really well, important why? object for astronomers she's to study. Yeah, she's contradicting herself. She's saying it's a phenomenal discovery. Well, you just said it's an asteroid, so, so we're cares? excited about a freaking rock? Right, we've seen many asteroids, and I get it, it's from another... Why am I yelling too loud? Maddie, it's a comet or a rock. It's Don't comet. you know? It's comet. You're so stupid. It's Don't you know it's a comet or a rock? Yeah, a sucker. All right. Well, all right. So, I, uh, so yeah, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Want to come on and debate us? We'll be, uh, oh, my God. All right. Let's, uh, let's do some Monsterland updates, shall we, Ronnie? Let's Maddie, do it. pardon me. Was, Don, yeah. was it Don Juan? Is that who you were looking Don, for Don before? Juan DeMarco. Don yes. Juan. Dr. Don okay. Juan DeMarco. I was, that was bothering me. But yeah, go, right, thank please you. continue. He was the doctor who announced that it was a pancake, a breakfast pancake. <laughs> um, let's give some Monsterland updates. Since we last left you, um, we had a case. It, 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 we had a case that broke during season one mm. of a friend of Ronnie's who wanted to remain anonymous, so we called him Tom. Correct. And Tom had sightings of things flying over his house. He then had a Bigfoot sighting. Mm -hmm. He had a cop from the area also see these things flying over his house. Yep. We tried to get him on the podcast. He's very He refuses to come nervous. on the podcast. He's a business he's, he's owner. He's very yeah. well known. Yeah. And he's just a little paranoid about people thinking he's crazy. Well, hopefully some story like this, these stories continue to keep coming out. Oh, yeah. and he'll be more willing to come out. But what's the latest with him? Oh, my him? God. So um, I just actually saw him last week. And um, this was right before he was actually at our event uh, at Wachusett Brewing Company. But about a week and a half prior to that, they have where their house is, him and his wife, they were up in the uh, third floor in the, in the bathroom, and they have an unbelievable view of the sky where he's been seeing all these different drones. So they took the screen out, he's watching, and he's like, you know, tells his wife to come, and they're looking. And they're really uh, just can't believe the stars are really bright but then they start noticing there's a series of stars that seem to be shooting lights to another star and a light is shot back and like and his wife looks at him and she goes am i tripping out right now or are those stars like 
shooting different colored lights to each other and they're watching this. Then all of a sudden, and I swear, I feel like this happened so his wife can see it too with him. So to make mm. him feel like he's not crazy, but also mm. to help her kind of come into this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because what happened next was, and he called me, this was like 10, 30 at night, right after it happened. He wanted me to like get up there and, and uh, he was freaking out. But basically they're watching these look like a constellation and kind of shooting lights to each other. And then all of a sudden, he said what looked like the size of a tractor trailer. This orange orb that was kind of stretched out in the size of almost like a hot dog just appeared in the sky and there was a plume of fire behind it and it just started propelling towards the woods. It like lit up and they were all like, he was freaking out. Ronnie. And it was heading towards the woods behind their house and right before it seemed like it was going to crash into the woods, it shut off like a flashlight. And I felt like this is what it was. It was like, you don't believe us. Watch this. They turn the thing on so you can see it, and then they shut it off because they were freaking out. Because they clearly want him, whoever they are. They want him to see it. There's no doubt. And they want her to see it, too. Now they want her to see it. What I just want to know, I just want to know what's going on in our backyard. That's all I want to know. This whole podcast (sighs) is fun and everything. I firmly believe there's I just want to know what's going on, man. I firmly believe there's a portal or something. I mean, we're starting to learn about these things and dimensions and... um, I think there's something like that there because that's oh, the only that's the only for me the only answer the only kind of like all the facts kind of come to that point even though it's something that we're still learning about something is this is just it's insane oh my god well we'll we'll try to get him on the show yeah we or, have to somehow and you know what he's way. he's said this to us back in season one yeah we have an open invite to go and actually maybe even do a podcast episode from his house, right, from the that's porch. That's a done deal. That we're gonna, cool. we got to go investigate. We haven't yet. We've been remiss in that, but um, we've both been super busy. But w- once the bad weather comes, i.e., I won't be golfing as much, I, we'll go do it. I have an unbelievable another story that just came through. Okay. This was from two and a half weeks ago. All right. A federal employee. Um, he... It's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. He's a Lemster resident. Okay. He is willing to come on and talk. He's willing to share his story. He's not afraid of revealing who he is. All right. Uh, so he decided a few weeks ago to take a walk in Lemster State Forest by himself. His life has been really tense financially, just kind of going through stuff, mm. just trying, you know, things aren't kind of going where... He wants him to go. Right. So he decided to take a walk by himself. Lemster State Forest on a Sunday night. It's getting dusk. He starts walking. He's in on the trail. And he entered the Elm Street entrance in Lemster. So Elm Street and Granite are two of the big seem, seemingly hot spots. Okay. And we've gone through there yep. on Elm Street yep. before. That's right. So as he starts walking through the trail, he notices this green orb flying over the trees. As he's watching it, the green orb changes to orange. It changes to the color of an orange orb. And as it starts coming closer to him, he starts to feel this humming sound that reverberates through his whole body. He doesn't feel his head, but his body is almost shaking as this thing is getting closer. He brought his camera, and he had it in his backpack. Which was amazing to me is the fact that he was mindful enough to go, all right, I want to grab my camera during this yeah. event. Most people yeah, are yeah. so, oh I've God. been in these situations where, and we have, yeah. we're in awe that you, you just, don't even yeah, think just, of it. Yeah. So he reaches back 
to put his hand into his backpack to grab the camera and he can't move his arm. Where have we heard that before? Right. That one of the first tales Saint ever Leo in Cemetery. The, the guy got his uh, arm yep, disabled. Pointed at the UFO yes. and it slammed on the roof. Yes. He can't move it. Well, that's the first part. Then all of a sudden, it's like, boom. A second later, it's complete dark. He has missing time. He lost an oh, hour shit. as this light is coming towards him. And all of a sudden, he's like, realize, I'm by myself in the all dark. Right. I got to get out of See, here. See, all right. So that, that, I but think, there's more to this. Okay, all right. But go ahead. I just want to say, I want to get some of these as guests. like Because it's fun to have the Nick Redferns and stuff for yeah. season one, and they gave us some street cred in this industry to get those type of guests. But, but these but, are where we want to have the answers. Yeah, like yeah. T- the story you just told to hear the actual guy tell it. Absolutely. Uh, but this is what he told me. I, I, I go, he tells me this, and I'm like blown away. And I said, what else has happened? He's like, what do you mean? I go, what else has happened? You knew. I just knew it. And he goes, you know, as a matter of fact, <laughs> Uh, a couple of weeks prior, me and my wife were sitting on the porch and we watched this green orb come from the sky and crash into the ground, but there was no sound. There was no kind of debris or anything else. And my wife has seen this several times, a green orb going into Wachusett Reservoir. So he described this to me and I was like, whoa. Then he goes, a week after that, I'm on my porch and there was a, a shadow figure on my porch that was on the porch and then jumped off. Jesus. Then he has this experience in Lemister State Forest, and he said this to me. So you, I, USOs, we've got orange orbs, green orbs, USOs, shadow people. Yep. Anything else? Yep. And he, guess what he said? When he went out on the hike by himself, he was thinking of Bigfoot. He was <laughs> looking to try to find evidence. He wasn't uh, there bringing, I'm not going to go uh, and cast it, but he was in that mindset and just trying to focus on that, and this happened. My God. It's unbelievable. I just want to know, know what this is. It's hey, all. Ronnie. It's, pardon yeah, me for jumping in. No, of no. course. What? Of course, uh, I'm an expert because I just watched Close Encounters today. Yes, our producer <laughs> Dave is now but, an expert. But when, yeah, right, but when you talk about the, the people who have been, you know, had these experiences and you knew that this guy had another experience, yeah. it, it reminded me of seeing the movie, I realize it's fiction, but when um, the, the authorities are trying to keep out the people like Richard Dreyfuss and the others that have had these experiences, and sure. Francois, Francois Truffaut, the, the, the filmmaker, of course, portrays a scientist. Yeah. The scientist is screaming at the authorities saying that these people aren't intruders, they were invited. And I thought yes. that was a cool way of pointing mm-hmm. it. The, 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 the aliens had invited them Spot to this on. thing. So we, when yeah. people, they always say, why do UFOs have lights? So you can see them, right? Our Grant Cameron talked about that in season one. Yes. And it seems to be that, and I'm sure there's even more experiences with this guy going back to childhood or his parents. There is a a family, like a lineage thing going on, a, I don't know, it seems to start from childhood. And if someone tells me, I just saw a UFO, I just know they've had other experiences. Like, you've had experiences. Hold on. It's unbelievable. Yes. No, it is. It is. And and producer Dave, to your point, too, like, and we said it earlier in this very podcast, like, it's fiction, yeah, quote, unquote, but I truly believe that that comes from a little bit of truth. Absolutely, man. Real things that have actually happened, you know, and that's where the... Think about this, E.T., you have that character. He, he's the same character almost that Pete Coyote was in E.T., like the benevolent scientist who's believed since he was a kid. You know, yeah. those people are real. Right. And those, a percentage of those people, I believe, have had contact. Yeah. And so they want to get the message out, but they can't. So how do you do it? You go to a Hollywood producer and you say, oh, you're going to make an alien movie? Try this. Why, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what are we contacting them with music? Or tones, you know what I mean? And there's, and, and, there's an orange orb in Close Encounters. That's right. 
when all the lights are flying over the road, the last one that comes ice is an cream. orange orb. Yeah. The kid goes, ice cream, yep. right? Orange orbs. All right, well, uh, that's some monster updates for you. Uh, let's take a little break, advertise something, we'll come back. We're going to do a monster mail poll question. I want to say goodbye to a seminal podcast in this space that just ended their run, and I wanted to mm. give them a nod and hopefully steal some of their audience. <laughs> Hey everybody, what's up? This is Deborah DeFrancesco, and you gotta check out my new podcast, The Bitchless Bride Podcast. Woohoo! You don't have to turn into an hysterical hot mess on the most important day of your life. And on my show, you'll hear lots of great tips to make your weddings thoughtful, respectful, and awesome. I couldn't agree more. Oh yeah, that's Nathan. He's here too. He's like one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Damn right. Between the two of us, we have decades in planning weddings and doling out advice you need to make your special day more memorable than deplorable. Don't worry, Bridey. Bitchless Bride will come to your rescue. We are your wedding superheroes, your go-to sounding board, and sometimes your personal therapist. Right? And why not get advice from straightforward, foul-mouthed professionals like us? Foul-mouthed? You, Deb? <laughs> Have you ever known me not to swear? Listen, I tell it how it is. Find the Bitchless Bride podcast on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. New episodes posted every week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and let the party begin. Let's get bitchless. The Bitchless Bride podcast and pod we trust, bitches. Super quick, we have an update from the, the critic, your, your guys' favorite critic. I'll just oh, uh, yeah, I'll remember this. Let's see what, yeah. It's a comet or an asteroid or rock. <laughs> Welcome to L. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And if you're wondering, that's S-A-R-A with no H, because H's are L. That's her. That is that's her. her. All right. Um, no, so <laughs> let's do a little monster mail, shall we? You are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. Now it's time for Monster Mail. Uh, this is from John and Quincy Mass. And, and before we do this, uh, tell everybody, Ronnie, how they can send us some Monster Mail. Monster Mail, hit our socials. Yeah, how can people absolutely. reach us? How can they follow us? And blah, blah, blah. Shoot us a note via email. You can send it to MonsterlandReport at Gmail. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Look up Monsterland Pod, Monsterland Podcast. And uh, we're always available. Yeah, we are. So this comes from... This actually came from social media. Uh, John in Quincy, Mass., right down the street. Guys, let's play a game. A skeptic has challenged you. You have one case to present to prove stories are real. What story uh, or incident slash incident, what story slash incident would you point to right now to prove A, aliens, B, Bigfoot, C, paranormal, or ghosts? Well, so you got to pick one story in each category, mm. I guess, that you would present to a board of skeptics or a skeptic to prove that these things are real. The most rock-solid case in your estimation, uh, Ronnie, for in, aliens. In, in mine, I would say the Cash Landrum case from Texas, uh, where yeah. there's actually molten, um, almost like a molten metal that kind of dripped mm. down and actually hit one of the... There was uh, oh, a right. grandmother, her, 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 nep- her grandson, another individual, and they actually watched it... This craft being carried off by helicopters and military Gosh. presence. So there was actually physical evidence that dripped down from the UFO as they were underneath it. Which we've heard before at different locations, like the Renderson Forest, they talked about some sort of molten thing yes. coming down, right? Yep. So that one just stands That's out to one. me as, as and Grant Cameron brought that up yep. as well. That's but, a great one. Yep. I might go, oh, it's so funny. 
until 2017, I probably well, there's too much wrong with Roswell. It's too muddied by now. It's too long ago. Yeah. Rendlesham, even with your boy, has some yeah. uh, Larry Warren. Larry sure. Warren. There's a little bit of weirdness there that yep. you could point to. Um, so I would have to go. I would have to go with the recent um, Tic Tac UFO that we talked about on this show and, and reacted to on this show yeah. live time almost, and that came out. Um, you got military. You got video, you've got transcripts, you've got documents. Uh, good and luck proving that's got, false. Yeah, and you got it, the DOD kind of saying, "Yep, this is this is real." Kind of handing this out. So, how about a Bigfoot case? Ooh, um, show one, the Gimlin? one that's really Patterson Gimlin's great. But if if you Google the Freeman footage, mm. and Freeman was a um, park ranger, I believe in, in Oregon or Washington, and he has unbelievable footage that. Uh, you can see it looks like a mama and a little baby walking across the trail. He found prints. He, he followed these, and then he actually caught it on film. Wow. And it's really incredible. Um, I might have them sit down. It's local, but I would f- fly these skeptics into Boston. I would fly Debbie Downer into Boston. <laughs> I would fly Debbie Downer in, and I'd have her spend 20 minutes with our friends John and Dave from oh, yeah. Squatchachusetts, the local BFRO chapter right here. And I would have her look in their eyes and have them tell their Bigfoot stories and see uh, how much she was willing to laugh them off at that point. By the way, this lady could totally believe in Bigfoot. I don't know. (laughs) I just totally... uh, Yeah, see, that's a compelling tape we're watching it now. It's a comet or an asteroid or a rock. (laughs) There she is. Go away! Uh, And then you've got uh, paranormal or ghosts. That's a tougher one. It is a tough one. I think I would go with an exorcism case, like one of those well-documented, like, you know, uh, real-life exorcism case. Like Emily Rose. Yeah, because like it's that. not traditionally a ghost, but if yeah. spirits exist, that would be a wonderful way to, uh, mm. you know. I, I know there's some, all those ghost videos are, are dubious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not all of them, but right. s- most of them. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just almost impossible to, to prove or disprove. Very true, very true. Um, we also, on our social media, Ronnie, you mentioned our social media uh, Monsterland Pod on Instagram. We're of course on Twitter, as Ronnie said, we're at Monsterland Pod. Now. We're on Spotify. If you want to listen to the podcast on Spotify, but um, we put up a poll, and a Twitter poll based on this episode. So our poll question is: Can I have that drum roll again? Uh, hold on, Dave's referencing the drum roll here. Uh, I'd like to thank again. We're at Flatbread Brighton. We are live at well, live to tape at Flatbread Brighton. First poll of the new season. <laughs> Go to at Monsterland Pod. Uh, first poll of the new season was Umara Mara Umaumau. What was Umaumau? Your write-ins may be featured on an upcoming episode. Your choices in the poll are just an asteroid or alien probe. Just an asteroid or alien probe, or you can write in what you think it is in the comments. Get creative, get funny, because we'll read them. Uh, here on the show if they're good. Right now, I put the poll up before we even did this episode, and yeah. already we have a bunch of votes. Right now it's 73% say Alien Probe, mm. 27% say Just an Asteroid, and we don't have any write-ins as of yet. But write in those comments, because if you think it might be something else, we'd like to hear it. Um, to that end, I wanted to, as we wrap up here, Ronnie, I wanted to say goodbye to a podcast that I found... Um, Doing research for this podcast. Yeah, and you fell in love with Dude, them. Dude, I fell in love with these guys because they did exactly what 
I kind of envisioned this podcast to be, and uh, they did it really, really, and what's really the well. Reason why are they shutting down? I don't understand. I mean, it's I good know. for us, but I mean. And you know what's weird, too? It was called The Unbelievable Podcast. You're listening to The Unbelievable Podcast. This is it. This is the last episode of the program. We're just going to have fun with it. It's going to be loose. We're just going to have fun. And everyone's going to be happy. (laughs) And at the end of this, everyone's going to be smiling. And we're all going to get ice cream. And it's going to be fine. It's funny. In episode one of this podcast, I was like, oh, we should do a... We should do a um, Monsterland Madness, and my oh, idea, yeah. my, yeah. my yeah. thought the was March to have madness, a, right a March yeah. Madness because it was right around that time. Have a March Madness poll with all. My idea was to have like all the big cases yeah. that we just actually kind Brilliant. of mentioned, and and face off. Well, they did something called the Tournament of Aliens, and what? they had a, they had a, a, you know, facing. So it'd be Bigfoot versus Loch Ness monster. Oh, wow. Right, very funny. But anyway, uh, Brian Frangie, and uh, he he was like the head of it, and I just fell in love with it. In, in researching for this podcast, I found one of their episodes because I was actually looking up one of our guests and, and the name popped up in a search. So I started listening to it and I was like, that's that's what I had envisioned in this. I was like, there's no one, <clears throat> either people are doing this as a complete farce or they're taking themselves way too, too seriously. Serious, yeah. There aren't many people in the middle, you yeah. know, just, just yeah. having fun with it, but also taking it seriously when it needs to be. And, and these guys really did a great job um, and they just did their last podcast so it does us no good to plug them <laughs> I'm not trying to do a cross promotion or anything like that right. because they don't have podcasts anymore and, but I just want to say uh, if you want to go back into a catalog and check out a podcast The Unbelievable Podcast is super super funny maybe we can have them on later I would on. love that Brian on I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd love to have Brian on as a guest and um, talk about this stuff they did a lot of conspiracy stuff they tore mm-hmm. down a lot of stuff like a lot of famous cases that we venerate in this space yeah he went through and they just they play clips and they just go like listen to this idiot and they, they, they really but when people needed to be called out they called them out oh, that's great and i think that's really important you know we talk about being a a smart believer you know right and and if you jump in with both feet to everything then you can get you can get up uh, burned yeah Definitely. so yeah goodbye unbelievable podcast hello monster hello. Land. we're gonna slip right in there and slide right <laughs> in behind and get a little <laughs> oh, grabbing the ex-girlfriend oh, what Woo-hoo. that went too far oh sorry all right so i think that is a hell of a first episode for season two what do you say season two. all right thank you so let's wrap it up. Remember, answer our poll, and please tell a friend if you enjoy Monsterland, if you're into the paranormal, or maybe you listen to a podcast like The Unbelievable Podcast, you're looking for a new one and you found us, tell a friend, share it. It's the only way this thing will grow. We have no advertising budget, nor would we use it. We would take that money and drink tons of beer. So for Ronnie LeBlanc, Flatbread Brighton, our producers... <laughs> At Pod Pod 617, Carrie and Dave. And for you, my little monsters, we will talk at you next week, if you dare, to step in to Monsterland. I really mean it. (laughs) We hate to (laughs) see ya go. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at monsterlandpod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Monsterland.